Play the fucking intro. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 350. 350. Oh, we're so close to hitting a full circle here. <laughs> Ten more episodes. Ten more episodes will have come full circle. <laughs> well, technically, I think this is episode 460, so the 460th episode of the show. But by number, Eric's right. <laughs> yeah, true. If we're getting... We're really getting to statistics here, but then uh, point is, you've made it this far. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll continue to do it. Uh, we're going to get into this episode. We have a bonus episode coming this weekend, so I want to make you aware of that. You'll get to hear the normal stuff, new stuff, old stuff, albums, wrapping up the show, talking about live shows. We're going to talk about some new stuff here in just a second, but we will have an episode featuring... One of Eric's bands, The Apathetics, the yep. three other members in the band will be joining us. It'll be a bonus episode, including some music with some bands on a show that we will probably discuss later on in this show, but also in that episode. Yep. We'll be going into further detail in uh, that episode. And yeah, the four of us, we are quite the chatterboxes. <laughs> yes. But it's not like we went off on any uh, uh, tangents that had nothing to do with anything. In fact, we got all that pretty much out of the way before the interview started. <laughs> yeah, we sat around and bullshitted for almost an hour, I think, before we an did hour. Yeah. an hour and a half interview. <laughs> yeah. That took up all of our uh, practice time, and I was like, eh, you know what, it's worth it. But then, uh, got both Ben and Josh got sick. Oh. Yeah, both of them got the coronavirus. Uh. We haven't practiced for almost two weeks now, and right when a show's coming up, I'm like, great, this is, this is just awesome. <laughs> Well, that Just sucks. Me hopefully and Tyler get, are the only ones healthy, I guess. Hopefully, they get better when you can do at least a, a run through. They'll be they'll be around for Saturday, and oh, we'll uh, just uh, double time it on that one. <laughs> You'll just, be effective and efficient. Oh yeah, we we have to be. I mean, it's, it's for Shawnee's birthday, for Christ's sake. We got to be on our A game. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. We got our set pretty much locked in. We have our. It's the three new songs we we're hoping to unveil i think we still will if not all three definitely two okay we, the point is we have new material that we will be playing at that show but again we go into more detail on it in the interview so uh not to spoil anything <laughs> well let's get into this episode just know that that one's coming a uh, bunch of cool stuff has come out will be coming out uh, I'm going to start on January 27th. Band Pemptikasta, uh, Greek band. They released No Ceasefire. Their band name's also typically written in Greek, but pronouncing it in English, Pemptikasta. Uh, Lose to Win, band from Salt Lake. They released Design for Recoil, which is a single. On the 28th, then on the 29th, Heavy Hex released You Can't Stay Here, which is a single on Bridge Nine. CRK. On the 29th, they're banned from Mexico. They released Crack Sabbath, which is an EP. The Dead President released a single. It's in Russian, but it translates to Hard Times. Accidente and Night Watchers, they released a split LP on the 30th. The Bullshit 2024 
compilation came out on rotatorvinyl.com, and you can get the vinyl, I believe, if you go over to their Bandcamp page. That was the 30th. Italian Blood and Classic Criminel were supposed to release uh, a split on the 30th. That's the date that I ended up having. Couldn't find it anywhere, so I'm not sure that it actually has come out yet. Mm. Maybe I got the date incorrect, but I'm still going to mention just in case it's somewhere out there. I just didn't find it. It happens. Total Massacre, they released a single from their upcoming LP. Uh, it's called Liberate Applebee's. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that funny? Uh, Trenchcoat released Apocalypse Hits on the 30th. Live by the Sword, they released a, I think it's a two-track single. I think they have a release that'll be coming up. It's called Warriors of Our Time. You can go find their stuff over on Rebellion Records. Then on February 1st, Rival released Blitzkrieg, which is an EP on Common People Records. Uphill Struggle released Tall Tales and Low Blows. Then on the 2nd, and there's a lot on the 2nd, as the 2nd, this past Friday, was Bandcamp Friday. So Night Fever released Dead End. Brigada Vendetta released This Is How Democracy Dies. The Complicators released Self-Titled Complicators. Hunting Lions released King of the Avenue, and all three of those are all Pirates Press records, and I refer you to the last episode. Yeah, we did, a, we did a bit of a marathon for Pirates Press in that one. Yep, they've been putting out a bunch of stuff, including there, and then in two weeks with uh, the Drowns Blacked Out, so a little tribute to those guys as they always share their stuff with us, yeah. and uh, appreci we appreciate it. And didn't their, uh, their guitarist, didn't he just quit? Uh, yes, Simon, I think he's from Ireland, and he did just quit, and they picked up somebody new because the band is going to be starting a U.S. tour in March. And so if you want to see the Drowns in your area, go over to their Bandcamp page, or not Bandcamp, Instagram, and they will give you instructions on how to tell them where they should play. <laughs> but they will have a new guitarist as Simon, who wasn't the original guitarist when the band formed about, five, I don't know, six years ago, five, six years ago, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but he has been with the band for the last several releases, singles, EPs, and so forth. But yes, he did uh, just leave the band. Right, I, I, They didn't say anything at the show, and I saw him about two weeks ago. So yes. Yeah, uh, yeah he did then. it in an Instagram video I saw. Yeah, it was about a, within the last week, maybe. Weekish. A lot of stuff happened in the last week. If you're a country fan, Toby Keith died of stomach cancer. Yeah. Most people listening to this probably don't care. But on those <laughs> lines, at the end of the show, we're going to talk about Wayne Kramer, who passed away of pancreatic cancer yeah. also in the past week. And so we'll talk about him and the MC5 at the end of the show. No jamming some MC5 today, kicking yeah. out them jams, as it were. Right? <laughs> uh, excuse the stupid pun. But yeah, it's still, <laughs> they were a classic band. They were the Motor City Band. Right? MC5 walks so the Stooges could fucking stomp. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back to the second, no or Oh No, released by Same Side on Pure Noise Records. Dog-Eared released It's Probably Benign. Video X released Attack, which is a single. The Losing Streaks released Last House on Slovenly Records. Sensor Ghost released a three-song, seven-inch split on Discord Records. I don't know who the split was with. I don't have that in front of me at the moment, but if you like Sensor Ghost or Discord Records, go check those out. The Promised End released for the Buried and the Broken on Sound Investment Records. Shalele released Running Up, which is a single. Passion Play released Dead Hands, which is a single. Montoya's released Pajarito, which is an EP. Veuve Scarone released Thanks for Nothing, Find Me Nowhere, which is an EP. 
And I put Night Fever on there twice. I should have deleted that. That was also on the second, as I mentioned when I started mentioning the shit on the second. Caveman released Cash for Scrap, which is an LP on Slovenly Records. Lurking Class released We Believe in Steve, which is an EP. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Steve's the name of my personal trainer, so I... I better be believing in him. <laughs> if you look at their <coughs> album artwork, it's Steve Buscemi that they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe in him, too. <laughs> uh, Crossfire released Demo 2024 EP. A band called ALF released a demo on Good Bo- Goodbye Boozy Digital, and it is that ALF. If you remember back in the 80s, yes, look at the album artwork. It is that <laughs> ALF. <laughs> Willie! Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Then on the third, Class Violence released Class Violence Demo 2, Anti-EP. She-Wolf, Dana Kane, and the Mighty Incisors released a single on the fourth called Halloween, and then a single on the sixth called Hellcat. Back to the fifth, the band Trenchcoat released Pulling the Plug on Humanity, which was an LP they put out, I want to say March of last year, but they put out a new version of it that includes demos that is in cassette format. So if you like Trenchcoat, that came out. Real demo tapes. Yes. The last time I saw an actual demo tape was uh, not too long ago. It was uh, (laughs) uh, Monstrology. Nice. And I remember telling, uh, uh, I was saying on the show when I plugged one of the songs from that demo that it sounds like a death metal demo. And I know these guys, they've been around for a while. They have got all the gear they could ask for, like they've uh, solidified their sound, they know what they are looking for, so they intentionally made it sound so rugged and rough and just sounded like it was recorded on a tape recorder. <laughs> and I remember I said that, and then Kyle, their guitarist, he uh, commented on there, thank you for understanding what our trajectory is. <laughs> and I was like, yep, called it. That's an actual death metal demo tape. That's awesome. Uh, on the fifth, also, Mental Wounds released No Escape, which is a single. Then Clobber released Council State of Mind, which is a single on Venn Records, V-E-N-N. Hans Gruber and the Die Hards, they'll be here on Tuesday with the Coffin Cats. Looking forward to that show. They released a couple, I think they were live tracks, but Randy Scouse, Git, and Die Alone Live Together. That was on Ska Punk International. Uh, Resurger... HC released Doppelganger, which was a mini LP, seven tracks, and that's R-E-X-U-R-G-I-R. South American band, I believe. They're cool. You you should check them out. Uh, Billiam and Rev, R-E-V-V, released a split on Goodbye Boozy Digital. On the seventh, on that same release, or Goodbye Boozy Digital, they released Society's All Flies Go to Hell and Zondar's Zondar... EP, there's two tracks. Neither track was called Zondar, so I don't want to call it a single, but it was only two tracks. Atomic Lights released Unsympathetic Nervous System, which is a single. On the 9th, The Chisel will be releasing What a Fucking Nightmare. Mean Jeans will be, and that's on Pure Noise Records. Uh, Mean Jeans are releasing Blasted on Fat Records. The Slavines are releasing a self-titled on Dirtnap Records. The Breath are releasing Reasonless Hate on Convulse Records, and their Reasonless Hate is also stylized in an Asian language. I don't know which one. I don't know how to tell the symbols apart, but uh, you can go check that out, Convulse Records. Midwich Cuckoos are releasing Flesh and 
Bone EP on Onslaught Music. Two of those were recorded live, I believe. Then on the 14th, Chips and Gravy are releasing The Good, The Bad, and The Gravy. They're doing a listening party. Uh, if you go to Dammit Records' Bandcamp page, you can sign up for that. It's tomorrow, which might be today, so you might be too late by the time you're hearing this. I don't know. It's like middle of the day here if you're in, in the States. So it uh, depends on what time you're listening to this. If you're over in Europe, you might be listening to this early enough, and you can jump in and do that listening party. But it officially comes out on the 14th. And then the last day I'm going to announce show or releases for is the 16th. Everything else is the 16th, which includes Idols releasing Tang, T-A-N-G-K, on Partisan Records. The Drowns releasing Blacked Out on Pirates Press. Down Not Out releasing Force Fed. Frick releasing that. Frickin' album, <laughs> Frick. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Strong Arm and the Bullies releasing their new album on Rebellion Records called Drive On. Ultras releasing Ultras EP on Convulse Records. Bloodshot Bill releasing, or sorry, Bloodshot Bill and King Khan releasing Tandoori Nights on Rad Girlfriend Records. That's it. My list seemed really fucking long. Eric, you go. All right. Well, there will be some repeats on here. On the 30th, uh, Frail Body released their Refrain single. And Jigsaw Youth released another single, Love Sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a minute. On the second, Ghoul released their Noxious Concoctions EP. It's uh, pretty damn awesome. Uh, KMFDM released Let Go. KMFDM. Oh, yeah. Kill motherfucking death metal. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, KMFDM, they're still kicking around. And, uh, yeah, I listened to that LP. It's pretty badass. I enjoyed it. And, yeah, February 6th, Midwich Cuckoos have a single for their upcoming EP, The Fool Me Once, which is uh, one of the two tracks that were indeed recorded live at the Signal House Studios. So, there's that. Yeah, and Flesh and Bone EP, to reiterate, comes out on the 9th, along with Chelsea Wolfe's new album, She Reaches Out To, She Reaches Out To, She Reaches Out To, She Reaches Out To. On the 15th, Frick (laughs) is going to be releasing Self-Titled, and Idols will be releasing Tang. I still got to listen to those fucking... uh, Singles that they put out. I hope it's as good as their last one. Right? <laughs> Idols has done very little to disappoint me, so I hope it stays that way. Anyway, yeah, let's get into the actual uh, meat of the episode. The songs. We've talked. Let's listen. Eric, you just mentioned this track. Yes, I did. Now, yeah, it's weird. The I chose four bands for this episode. Four bands. Two of which I talked about in great detail multiple times. And the other two, I have not talked about at all because, well, they're new bands. <laughs> so, give and take right here. And Jigsaw Youth falls into the former. I have talked about Jigsaw Youth six different times in my tenure as a co-host. The first of which was on episode 176 back in September of 2020. Plug in their American Sweethearts EP. Then again in... February 2021, and July 2021, and October 2021. Episodes 199 for the Zenith single, 221 for the Attack single, and 233 for their Fight or Flight EP. And then on 289, I talked about them November 2022 for their Skin single. And their EP, Fight or Flight, made it on my yearly roundup of top EPs in 2021. So I've talked about them a lot. Now here they are again with yet another single called Love Sick. And if you've listened to uh, Jigsaw Youth, if you've gone back and listened to their uh, you know their early stuff, 
they sound very rugged and raw. They sound like a very, uh, you know, Riot Girl sort of uh, a garage Riot Girl, pretty much. But they've been doing a hell of a job not to pigeonhole themselves as just being another garage punk band. They've been scanning the musical, uh, the musical board for ways to expand upon their sound. And in doing so, they've been bringing in elements of like sight rock, uh, alternative rock, grunge, and even sprinkles of metal and industrial. And I even pointed that out in the, the last time I was talking about them, the Skin song. Sounded very 90s to it. And not like 90s punk, I'm talking 90s alternative. And Lovesick definitely plays into their experimental side as it has more of a 90s alt-rock feel to it, but with a thin industrial overlay. Thin industrial. <laughs> thin industrial, got yeah. it. If you, yeah, for, uh, for reference, it's sort of like uh, you have the riffs and power of like Melvin's and Neurosis, but that thin layer of industrial... Uh, it's sort of like that same layer that industrializes the likes of Static X or White Zombie. You know, they're not quite digitized, but you can see that there's something extra there. Okay. That's how I, that's how I see it, and that's how it sounds to me. I'll let you guys be the judge. Here is yet another Jigsaw Youth single, because these chicks seem to apparently be allergic to fucking <laughs> albums. So they've <laughs> just been releasing uh, song after song, but hey, it works. Because they've been, God, what is it? They've been evolving as they go. So, kind of feel weird to put all these songs together in one album. Or maybe it would work. Who knows? Right? Make a compilation or something. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll do it myself. Anyway, Jigsaw Youth, Love's Sake.
So yeah, you see what I mean by it <clears throat> getting a little, uh, getting that little '90s weirdness backed up into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's cool. It still has a lot of their. Uh, it's still got a lot of that uh, punk aesthetic to it, I guess, if you want to say it, because you can still hear the attitude in their in their voices. But as far as the music goes, like I said, it sounds very like. Uh, like what Melvin's and Neurosis were doing, you know, and even the later Black Flag when they were like really laying into that old school uh, 70s doom metal type as aspects. But then you just have those weird sound effects just going in there, making it sound <laughs> uh, spacey at times. And then also like uh, like it was conducted in a factory or a, or a science lab or something. It was... I'm like, I don't know what to make of Jigsaw Youth anymore, but <laughs> hey, maybe that was the idea, huh? So yeah, Jigsaw Youth, I don't know when in the fuck you'll be releasing anything other than a single, but if and when you do, I will be here to cover it. My track record certainly shows that I like covering you guys. Right. <laughs> okay, so there's yet another uh, Jigsaw Youth. Uh, what's next? Uh, with Jigsaw Youth, also, they did like a photo shoot for their cover for the single. So if you've seen it, and if you haven't, we'll, we'll probably post it with our episode as we post a lot of the album covers Yeah. Uh, to go along with the episode as well. But they did, and if you go over to their social medias, there's a handful of other pictures and such. Uh, some of them are pretty cool, like a like guitar breaking a glass or something like that. You'll have to go check it out yourself, but yeah. they, they did include that on their social media as well, on their Facebook and their Instagram. Yeah, I mean, the cover of the single itself, like the cover, it's got very, uh, you know, Roxy music <laughs> vibes, of it, like the two chicks standing in front of all that vegetation. Right. I can't remember what the album's name is, but, you know, with this one, it's just like, uh, you know, they're shot neck down. And they're wearing booty shorts. One has uh, got, you know, facing us ass this way, and it says love sick tattooed on her uh, thighs. And then face, and then the one with the uh, stummy facing this way. <laughs> it's got the uh, logo tattooed right underneath the uh, belly button, as right. if it were a forward tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pretty funny. It's like, you see, you you see slogans like that with all those... Uh, uh, not so lucrative designs, the sort of edgy designs on the back of people, like on the small of their back. Right. It's a tramp stamp. I don't really see it too much right here in the... Uh, uh, on the front the, side. In the front side, I was going to say the hangover or the fupa. Or <laughs> <laughs> anything like that. Uh, but, yeah, but, you know, why do I care? <laughs> it's, it's, not all, it's not always about the art as it were. I mean, the <laughs> album art, and we're not so much emphasizing art, it's just there. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, it's a, it gets people talking. So yeah, Jigsaw Youth is killing it. Absolutely. Next up, we got a couple other new tracks. First band here is from Lake Havasu City in Arizona. Uh, they are the Left Right Lefts, who released the 1984 EP on September 15th, so a little bit further back. Uh, reached out not too long ago, so shout out to those guys. That EP, it's a cool EP. Uh, that Spoonful, I was going to play that one. It, it, uh, it's like Mary Poppins, right? Remember if you've seen Mary Poppins, the Spoonful of Sugar helps medicine go down or whatever? Yeah. But they've got their version of something like that, which was really cool, and I dig it. But 
I thought, no, with a uh, title of the EP, like the 1984 EP, we need to play this other track. So we're going to do that here in just a moment. Uh, Ten years after the band started, because they started in 2013, uh, that's when they released the 1984 EP. The track from it we're going to check out right now is called The Adventures in Dystopia. Here goes. Right, lefts, great stuff. Like I said, after you know the the EP's called uh, the 1984 EP, I had to play that track. Yeah, it sounds like it was written and recorded in 1984. <laughs> Good stuff, right? I dig the oh, sound. Yeah. And if you out there dig the sound, and you're going to be in Las Vegas, like I said, they are from Lake Havasu, which is like the border of Arizona and Las Vegas. It's probably like an hour or so drive yeah. or something like that. It's not too far, anyway. Uh, they are going to Las Vegas on February 24th. I know we usually do this in the middle of the show, but it makes more sense for this one to be right now. Uh, the Left Right Lefts will be playing with Batteringham, Hereditary Mental Disorder uh, at Red Dwarf Booze Music and Pizza. So you can go check that out on Saturday the 24th, 9 p.m., 21 and older show. Go support those bands. Uh, I definitely want to check out Hereditary Mental Disorder, as I haven't heard them, but we've played Batteringham before cool band there and now the left right lefts you'll see their uh, album artwork too 
uh, posted on this episode, which is cool. Goes with the theme of the 1984 EP. So let's get to the next one, next band. Uh, they also reached out, appreciate them. Uh, Proud House of Schmucks over on ProudHouseRecords.com. You can go check out ProudHouseRecords.com. Uh, the band, Proud House of Schmucks, have some previous releases. They just released a new single. I think right now it's only on streaming and YouTube, if I'm not mistaken, like Spotify, Apple Music, and such. Not on their Bandcamp yet, but it should be soon. But that was released January 24th. They are putting out a video for it. should be out, I think, today. It looks like uh, the 7th. So I didn't get a chance to go check it out today, but I'm definitely going to. They're a band from Detroit in Michigan. Uh, Eric was just talking about a Detroit band we're going to be playing later on in the show. Yep. So just by coincidence, uh, let's get to Proud House of Schmucks, their new track called On Strike. Strike. That's Proud House of Schmucks. What'd you think of that one? Yeah, that was like hyperactive rock and roll right there. Right? And <laughs> based on the beginning, I'm sure most people out there were thinking, if you're unfamiliar with the band and you heard that beginning, you're like, well, what are we getting into here? And then they surprise you and sped it right up. Yeah. <laughs> Some bands have a tendency to do that, especially with uh, genre blurring acts like this. Right? Uh, good stuff. Thank you again to the band. Uh, I definitely am going to go check out the video myself. You should be able to now as well. Eric, next up, you have something on the older, maybe not specifically if people have listened to this show, lesser known. <laughs> uh, yeah, remember what I was saying about how I covered uh, Jigsaw Youth six times? Yeah. Well, this band, I did a count. I've covered them on eight separate occasions. Wow, Eric. Eight. If they didn't know, they know now that you're a fan. Yep. <laughs> I am a bit of a fan of this band. This band is terror. 
I have been covering these guys since I was uh, fresh into this show when I was still but a rookie podcast co-host <laughs> all the way back to July 2019 one of the first episodes I was ever on episode 108 I had covered their then newly released Total Retaliation EP. On a side note, before you finish, I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, it got me thinking, based on what you just said, a rookie podcaster, where do you think it ends? I mean, I'm not saying that you or I would be a rookie at this point, because we just talked about at the beginning of the show, 460th episode (laughs) of just this show, and you've done more than half of those, well more than half, uh, so... Uh, where do you think the rookie label drops off? When you start, when you start implementing your own style. Okay. You know, I have my own way of uh, doing things now. I got a huge ass notebook. Right. I go back. I do the research. I want to make sure I catalog everything so that when I do go back and want to uh, that I want to cover another band, I have to make sure that I'm not repeating myself. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, so it's about getting your style down. Once you start figuring out your flow, you start developing your technique, that's when I think you've surpassed being a rookie, and you're starting to get the ropes, you're starting to get the whole idea of how everything's working, and you're adjusting to it. I get it. I like it. Yeah. Now, as to say that's not exactly a set time on there, Sure. I mean, I only started taking notes uh, just over a year ago. And I just haven't given it up. I feel like it's, I feel like it's much better. Well, uh, I think people should do what works for them. And if people didn't like it, they would probably tell you. So uh, it must be working out well on both ends here. Yeah, I certainly think it is. I'm go- I like to be thorough. Right? <laughs> and you don't want to forget stuff. I, I get that. Who wants to forget it? Because, again, we don't really backtrack and cover the same, at least tracks from the bands. Uh, that's very, very rare that we do something yeah. like that. On, you know, you did when you were out and you had some stuff, and I kind of did some episodes to, and I wanted to make sure your tracks were played, but you didn't actually have an opportunity to talk about them, so it was a little bit different. Or yeah. if you picked a track back what, like that Chris or I may have picked prior to you doing this, again, you're adding a different perspective because one of us wasn't there at the moment. But yeah. otherwise, we don't. So then There's uh, also the instances where I uh, pick a track that I know I talked about, but I'm like, wait, I have more things to say about that. Exactly. And in those rare occasions, that's why. And so it pays to have notes because then you know exactly what you said the last time if there's something different you want to say this time. Yep, exactly. But I have plenty of new things to say about this one. Uh, But yeah, episode 108, that was the first time talking about Terror, the Total Retaliation EP. Then I talked about him three times in 2021, two of which were on back-to-back episodes on episode 197 and 198 in February. The first one was me talking about my favorite album of theirs, Keepers of the Faith, and then Trapped in a World, which was a single that was... Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of a different one. No, Trapped in a World, that was the EP that they released. Uh, yeah, they released, uh, well, recorded it back in 2020, bringing us their old guitarist Todd Jones back in just to do, just to jam around with some old tunes they used to write. Cool. Yeah, and I chose the song Overcome from that one. It was like, yeah, everyone knows that song, but... This is different. They recorded that whole thing uh, live in their studio and was just like, yep, we're going to release it as as such because it's a pandemic. We ain't doing much. <laughs> They're a touring band. Terror is very much a touring band. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah, then on 227, that's when I re- uh, talked about Pain is Forever, which was the single that was uh, leading up to their LP, Pain Into Power, which made the list of my best LPs of 2022. Uh, but I continue to... Pr- yeah, I continue to plug that one with uh, Boundless Contempt. Then in 265, I plug the song Keep Your Mouth Shut from One with the Underdogs. And then in episode 301 in February 2023, that's when I did my great cover-to-cover album as One with the Underdogs, my second favorite terror album. Nice. So that wraps it up. That's how many times I've talked about terror. Now that we have that refresher, here we go again, playing <laughs> one of my favorite songs that they've ever released, The Most High, from their album Live By The Code. Now, the album itself was kind of meh. <laughs> it, it suffers the same symptoms as uh, most hardcore bands do, and that is the all their songs sound the same statement. So yeah, Terror is no exception to the rule, even though they basically set the wheels in motion for the trajectory of hardcore music throughout the 2000s and into the 2010s. Then again, they were just basically copying Hatebreed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, and Hatebreed was just copying Earth Crisis. <laughs> okay. But yeah, bands like Hatebreed, they are far from the first band to have... Uh, combined metal and hardcore but Hatebreed was sure as fuck the launching pad for it right they just they just managed to fucking uh find <clears throat> find exactly what made what made metalheads and hardcore kids come together sonically speaking it's like okay have your fast parts don't add too many breakdowns here make sure that you can sing along with them make sure it's aggro enough because metalheads and hardcore kids they like being angry so We'll just make it work. <laughs> I'm getting off track here. <laughs> so, yeah, even though Terror did like a really, uh, I guess, guide that style throughout the decade, they are not without their duds. And this album is where that statement rings true. There were not a lot of standouts on this record. Uh, this record. In fact, this song just might be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Scott Vogel paying tribute to the hardcore scene, the music and the people, and how it helps shape his life and overall mindset for the better. So what Eric is saying is he's not going to be covering this album again as a great cover-to-cover album. Yeah. <laughs> and see, even, the, even what I just said, the subject matter is pedestrian for hardcore standards, <laughs> and especially for terror. I mean, you... You can look at every hardcore band. Everyone has written a song about how much they love the scene. They love hardcore music. Keep that PMA and shit like that. This is a family to me. (laughs) Just as much as pop punk bands have as many songs about how they hate their hometown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to see that bar graph. (laughs) Shit. Anyway, so yeah, even though it's something that Terror has uh, talked about in their songs a lot... There's something about it here that just hits harder than the others. Can't exactly put my finger on it, but it's not meant to be explained. It's meant to be felt. So this is it. The moment, the essence, the most high.
Check your knuckles. Make sure they're not broken. Right? Mine are, mine are intact. <laughs> <laughs> They've been tempered from multiple fist bumps to the floor <laughs> at many hardcore shows. Anyway, anyway, yeah, that whole album, uh, Live by the Code, it's a, it's, I got to go back and listen to it. It's been all of 10 years since I gave it a full listen. So maybe it's uh, maybe it's grew on me a little bit, but that song will always, always, always be top of my list as far as uh, my favorite terror songs go. The one holding the number one spot is still Dead Wrong. <laughs> Dead Wrong's just got it all. But if you want to hear what I say about that, I refer you back to episode one ninety seven back in February twenty twenty one. One ninety seven, folks. And while you're at it, yep. listen to one ninety eight where he talks about terror again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, uh, that's a, make sure 108, 197, 198, 227, 260, 265, 301, and now 350. Yeah, it's been, it seems like it's been a while considering how often that you've talked about them. So you, I think you were due to have terror on because that was 49 episodes ago. Yeah. Almost a full year, probably. Actually, uh, maybe it has been a year as we did take a few weeks off because it, I smashed my face. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was February 2023. That was that was the last time. That was me talking about uh, one with the underdogs. Nice. Well, you were due. Yes, I was. I don't know. <laughs> well, when did the list of the LPs come out? Uh, Wasn't that a... I think it was. That was also in February. It was. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the year before that we both got ours done really late, and yours was like April or something yeah. like that. But not last year. Last year we got it in February. Yeah, this year I'm. Uh, yeah, this year I'm making headway. <laughs> I think I know what my number one is. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think I'm pretty sure. I think I'm pretty sure. I just need a couple more additions to uh, round out the list, but it's getting closer. I got plenty of EPs. <laughs> it's just so many bands releasing EPs these days. Nobody's got the attention span to to write an LP, <laughs> let alone listen to it. <laughs> Fuck, this world sucks. Okay. Anyway, like if you if you haven't got your terror fill, then well, I mean, just uh, don't listen to me talk about it. Listen to them for your damn self. Right. But if you haven't got your fill of me talking about them, which 
God, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I've talked so damn much about them that, you know, maybe you ought to get a life. But, but if you want to, I just listed out the episodes. If you want to hear my opinions about those uh, fucking songs, go, go check them out. Nice. All right. All right, I got a band. I got two bands from Germany. When I get to my album, it's going to be another German band. But this band from Germany is Lion Shield. Uh, older, maybe lesser known for sure for a lot of people. I don't know. Uh, I came across them not terribly long ago. It's probably, I don't know, maybe in the last six months. Been waiting to play. Uh, I've got a lot of emails and people that have reached out. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time in the last week or so. I'm hoping to kind of get caught up. Uh, you know, I've got a couple of the new songs, but. Uh, just plugging in some stuff that I want to get to at some point, just because I didn't have any time to cover anything else. So, band from Hanover in Germany is Lion Shield. They only put out one release. It came out October 5th of two, 2007. So, yeah, they are, what, like 17, 17 years ago. One and only album. It came out on Sunny Bastards Records. It's a cool album, though. I recommend checking it out. I really enjoyed it. I could probably play it as a great cover-to-cover album at some point. But for now, we're just going to play one of the tracks. That album was called Against All Odds. I think you can go find it on YouTube. Uh, it's on iTunes and Amazon and stuff like that. If you live elsewhere, not in the United States, it's like region protected or some shit like that. So if you head over to, if you're in the UK or somewhere else, not the United States, you could probably get yourself at least a digital version of it to check it out. But it's also on YouTube, so you can go look, listen there if you'd like. Let's get to it. It, it might be on Spotify, I forget. Anyway, the track that we're going to play from Against All Odds is The Time Will Come, and the time has come for some Lion Shield. Life could be. 
Lion Shield, the time will come. Cool stuff. Go check it out on YouTube or any of those other places I mentioned. You might be able to find it. Yeah. Eric, what'd you think of it? Well, it feels like it's got a, a bit of a rockabilly makeover. Nice. Because uh, really, if not so much for the uh, beat, but for the guitar stylings. Okay. <clears throat> like, it just sounded like it was, uh, it sounded like the guitars were recorded on hollow body guitars. Sweet. Like, it just had the, it just had that same feel. Like, I don't know. It just sounded as if it were, it reminded me of X's Los Angeles. Okay. Cool. And, and yeah, it just has those, uh, that rolling rhythm and everything. Nice. I like it. Well, so, we've yeah. reached that time. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've reached that time to do some great covered albums. Not quite, actually. Before we do that, we minute. talk about some live shows. That's what we actually do right here. Yeah. So, uh, did you go see any live shows in the last week, Eric? Oh, I did. I went to see my friend Ari's 21st birthday show. Awesome. For those of you who don't remember, Ari, Ari Burdick is uh, the drummer for the band Ribbons. Okay. And they decided that in order to properly uh, ring him into actual adulthood, considering <laughs> the ramifications of U.S. law, <laughs> by playing their first bar show. Ribbons played their first ever bar show at Aces, and eh, they fucking kicked ass. I love Ribbons. Nice. I love watching them live. They just all fucking kill it. Uh, yeah, and Ari is a fantastic drummer. He is great to watch, and he's just so... It's just so crazy to see a man of his stature. He's so scrawny. <laughs> just like just like really nail it on those fucking heads and cymbals and everything. You gotta wonder where all that power's coming from, but <laughs> it's stamina. It's stamina. That's where it's coming from. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Ari, uh, Jay, Erica, Micah, uh, Chase, you guys are all fucking awesome. I love you. Anyway, uh, who else played that show? Well, Exponential Rat played, but I fucking uh, uh, showed up a little late. Didn't get to see them. Uh, but apparently they did not play a great set. Some people were telling me that first band sucked. I was like, <laughs> uh, okay, well, no comment. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen them before. Uh, but anyway, I got there when Uncross was playing. Uncross is a heavy, sludgy, fucking doom band. And I don't know anyone in that band except for their drummer, who is Gavin Hoffman, who I know from Christworm and Villain. Okay. And he said that this was Uncross's first show in seven years. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Okay. Well, I'm stoked you guys are playing again. <laughs> and then Deathblow came out, and oh my god, Deathblow's always a fun time. They're one of the funnest metal bands to see live, and I'm... Uh, we're all the happier for it. And All Systems Fail. God damn it, what more can I say about All Systems Fail? But they're just the, they're just the anarcho-punks you all need to see. They've been going for 20 years now. 20 years and some change. But to have gone on that long, to have uh, appealed to so many different people in and out of uh, punk rock. Yeah, I, uh, I just got to hand it to them. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> Fucking A, you guys. All systems fail. I love them. I've seen you ever since I started going to shows way back in uh, 2012. Well, local shows, I should say. They were one of the first live bands I ever saw in a, like an underground show. Them and Handy Capitalist and Discoid A. Okay. Which was a, uh, which was a stupid noise band that was, <laughs> that was founded by uh, a, 
Yeah, Disc Conrad and Discoid Sam and, of course, Brad Collins of Ranch Records. It was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was a Disc House band. Noise, <laughs> not music. Uh, anyway, those were the only shows that I went to. I mean, that was the only show I went to. I almost went to one last night to see uh, Twin Tribes. Okay. And it's really only because my friend hit me up saying that she had an extra ticket and that her man was, uh, her boyfriend was being an old man. And I was like, I'm kind of being an old man too. I am fucking tired as <laughs> shit. I can't do it, but thank you. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, and I, did, I didn't know Twin Tribes well enough. I mean, I'd never even heard of them until that day. So I was like, yeah, if, if I had more energy, it would be cool. It's a free show. Well, not free for me. <laughs> if you're offering up a ticket for free, then yeah, I'll go and experience it. I like to discover new bands as much as the next guy. Except for those tasteless assholes who listen to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's... So yeah, I missed out on that show. Maybe it was good, maybe it was not. I don't know. I'll have to ask her about it tonight. She's got some, uh, she's got some pulled pork for me that she baked for me, and I gotta go pick it up. And I got some pumpkin bread to exchange for her. <laughs> yeah, we got a bit of an underground uh, culinary trade-off, and I'm, an, I'm loving it. Nice. <laughs> Anyway, for uh, for shows coming up, I only have a only have a few to mention. On February eighth, the Delta Bombers and the Goddamn Gallows and Volt will be playing at Metro at eight p.m. That's twenty six dollars all in. That's including all the taxes and the stupid fees. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're all going to be called. It's like, oh yeah, the entry fee, the holding fee. I'm just like, no, just put it all or all under one umbrella. It's called the stupid fees. Right. <sighs> but with all the tax and fees, twenty six dollars really not that bad. Cool. Could be better, but what do I know? Yeah, right. What do I know? I'm just a fucking, uh, <laughs> I'm just a patron. <laughs> I'm just a fan. Anyway, February 15th, uh, the band Tainted Inc. is releasing their Puppeteer album, and it will be supported with uh, Suffocator, Cudney, and Inferium. That'll be at the Beehive. It's $10 entry, and we'll be starting at 7 p.m. Nice. Oh, excuse me. Then on the 17th, it's going to be Shawnee's birthday show. That's my friend Shawnee. She asked me to, she asked me to do another birthday show for her. <laughs> I did. I did one last year. It was with uh, with Apathetics, and it was with uh, uh, Suffocator, Simeon. I wanted to get Wicked Bears on there, and they were. I had them on the flyer, but tragedy hit uh, their singer's family, and he had to drop off. Oh, that's too bad. Fuck, that sucks. Uh, and but also I had begrudgingly so disengaged on that bill. That <laughs> was that's just a, a stupid story. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, on the seventeenth, Apathetics will be playing again, and so will Goat Sifter, Filth Lords, and DTA. Don't trust anybody. And I've played with every one of those bands before, except for Filth Lords. So I played with two of those bands before, but not Phil <laughs> <laughs> And I'm realizing this now. This is actually uh, this is actually pretty interesting. Filth Lords, the founder and singer of that band, is Alex Ortega. And he was my editor when I first started working for Slug Magazine. Nice. Now, Don't Trust Anybody, that was the first hardcore band whose CD I reviewed for Slug Magazine. Goat Sifter was one of the first bands that I interviewed for Slug Magazine for the localized piece I did with Zombie Cock. Nice. 
And I'm like, damn, I really didn't realize how this happened, but, well, pretty cool. I guess it all worked out that way. Right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to share the stage with all three of those guys. Don't trust anybody. We're ecstatic because Greg's been trying to play a show at Aces forever, but they can never get on a bill. I'm like, Greg, I will make it happen. Just watch me. <laughs> and now here I am making it happen. So, anyway... Aces high, $10 entry, starts at 8 p.m. It's going to be a great time. Come celebrate this uh, lovely lady's birthday. That's all I've got for shows. I'm going to go and uh, double check, make sure I didn't miss any. But Dustin will show, tell you about some shows going on. I got a few. The, the Runts and Corrupted Youth are playing their last shows this weekend. They're doing two of them. Uh, the ninth, they'll be playing with uh, something I don't know what the fuck that is. I'm skipping it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't read that font. Fuck it. Pig City, Proto, Cultura, Torreina, and Bent Blue. <laughs> I have the... Hold on. I have these written down from the last episode. Okay. Oh, Big Boy Real Bay Shit. That's their Instagram, I think. So maybe it's Big yeah. Boy. Big... Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, the Runs Corrupted Youth, Big Boy. Okay. Then Pig City, then Proto, Cultura. Yes. Okay. That's the first show on the, the 9th at 7 p.m. The next night it is 6 p.m. Oh, God damn it. That one's fucking... What? <laughs> Eric, who, who are they playing with on the next night besides... It looks like Gallo, Self-Sabotage, Brainwash, Gottlieb. Gottlieb. And uh, Bunk Buds. Who's the other one? There's a Scalp. There we go. I was reading the font weird. There. Scalp. Uh, now, now that I see it, I can see it. Before, I was like... What the fuck am I reading here? Yeah. <laughs> There's Scalp, Terena, Bent Blue, Self-Sabotage, Rabbit, Brainwash, and Gottlieb, and Bunk Beds. All right. Well, you get to check those out. It's $20 for one of those days or $30 for both. It's at the Lodge Room in Northeast L.A. It is their final two shows for both bands. So if you're anywhere in that area, you're probably going to want to go check it out as those are two very cool bands. And why not say you were there at the end? Next, uh, this, uh, this week is uh, February 10th, so at David's Outlook, uh, last show, what is this, No Comply uh, for the, this venue's last show, David's Outlook, so there we go. Uh, it's Doors at 6, $15 for five bands, there's going to be food, five bands include Rutabaga Suicide, Brother Crow and the Murder, Who Me, No Comply, and no bison so that'll be the last show there uh this is going to be it doesn't say specifically but i know no complies a pennsylvania band so go check them out uh last show at what was it called again david's outlook there you go haven't been so i'm going to completely miss out but what do you do uh, Sergeant Skag are playing with Futon Lasagna, The Agonizers, and The Negans on Saturday the 10th. Doors open at 7, music at 8, $10 all-ages show, and it'll be in Worcester in Massachusetts at The Raven, so go check it out. Uh, our pals and Sergeant Skag and uh, Futon, I, we've played The Agonizers, both those bands are great. I have no idea about futon lasagna, but I mean the name is intriguing. And then the Negans, the name just sounds cool. So uh, you can go check out those bands. I don't know if they're all ska bands. I know Sergeant Skag and the Agonizers 
would be, but I, I don't know about the other two. Maybe they are, maybe they're not, I don't know. <laughs> uh, on Friday, February 16th, our pals in Bricks and Mortar are playing with Wargraves, Silver Screams, and TFR. That'll be in Manchester, New Hampshire at the Shaskeen, which is at 909 Elm Street, 8.30 p.m. show. So go check that one out. Uh, uh, Bricks and Mortar, awesome if you get the opportunity to. Uh, Forever Young Festival is happening this weekend in Derby. That's over in the UK at the Hairy Dog. Uh, it's February 9th and 10th. You can go see bands like The Hot Knives, Claim Choice, Gimp Fist, Rotten 13, Squillet, Knockoff, Aina, Brooks, Takers and Users, Fatal Blow, On the Huh, United Bottles, Riot City Radio, and Public Enemy. I'm pretty sure it's not the Public Enemy that you know from the 90s, but the band mm. Public Enemy. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> uh, tickets are available on Gigantic. You can go follow any of those bands. I'm sure United Bell Bottles Belfast is how I came across it. So uh, go if you're over in Derby there in the UK. Definitely should be at the Harry Dog this weekend. Uh, this show is on the 17th, Saturday the 17th. Impact Driver, Fuck's Sake, Speed Was a Factor, and Amok. We'll all be playing. Uh, they'll be that'll be in Syracuse, so in upstate New York, and you'll get to see a band from Philly, two bands from Philly, and then two bands from Syracuse. There, it's at the Night Drop, ten dollars show, nine p.m. Again, that's Friday the seventeenth. Impact Drivers definitely cool, and I would definitely be looking to check out uh, whoever those other bands are. Then our pals in One Fall. Uh, they're from Salem, Massachusetts. They're heading to Queens in New York to play at Trans Pecos at 915 Wyckoff Avenue. I think I got that right. Uh, with our pals in Half Dizzy, we've done interviews with both those bands. And then also Something Bitter and Structure Sounds will also be playing at that show. So go check it out, trans.pecos over on Instagram if you want to get uh, more details uh, on the venue. That'll be on February 16th. And I think the last thing, let me double check. The last thing, I'll just quickly mention Dropkick Murphys are starting their St. Paddy's Day tour. They're playing with Pennywise and The Scratch, who are from Dublin. They're starting on the 13th, and they'll be in Jose, San Jose, San Jose, California. Then Ontario and so forth. They'll be working their way across the country from the west to the east, but relatively quick, so they'll be skipping places like Salt Lake. But there looks like they're playing a handful of smaller areas, at least areas that I'm not as familiar with or probably don't get as big as shows. Like they'll hit Bozeman, Montana, Casper, Wyoming, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Maplewood, Minnesota, Chesterfield, Missouri. I mean, some of these might be like suburbs of other areas. Some of those out by us are not. But they'll be hitting up uh, a bunch of places like that. So you'll get to see some pretty cool bands that you might not normally get to see when they do really big tours, if that is the case. So there you go, Dropkick Murphys. They'll wrap up as they do on St. Paddy's Day, playing a handful of shows there in Massachusetts. That wraps up my list. I wonder if Al will be back in the band. I, I hope so. If not, it's, uh, it's kind of disappointing because I think it's definitely a better band with both, uh, both of them there, yeah. not just one of them. I know. No disrespect to Mr. Casey. He, I mean, that is the his band. 
I mean, him and uh, Matt Kelly are the only two OG members. Right. So it does make sense that, Ke- uh, that Ken Casey would carry on in, uh, you know, in Al's st- stead, but eh, it really is not the same because <laughs> Al's just got that definable voice. Anyway, um, yeah, I do have a few more shows to plug. Uh, more okay. information on the uh, Coffin Cats uh, Cancer Slug shows. So, yeah, Coffin Cats, Hans Gruber and the Diehards, yes. and Debasers. Looking forward <laughs> to seeing our pals and Hans Gruber and the Diehards. I missed it last time they were here. Oh, uh, yeah. But, fuck, I forgot they were here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, February uh, 13th, it's uh, $20 if you buy in advance, 25 at the door. And it starts at uh, 8 p.m. Oh, and Aces High. It's going to be at Aces High. So is this one. Cancer Slug becoming, coming with Become the Void. <laughs> uh, same as the last show. $20 advance, 25 day of Aces High, 8 p.m. Cool. All right. And I got a few others to uh, plug right here. There is another show going on the uh, 17th, not to dissuade anybody from coming to mine, but <laughs> if you feel... So inclined, okay. <laughs> uh, Infernium, PCP, Inversion, I Alone, and Anthos are going to be playing up at Black Lung Society that night. Starts at 7 p.m. It's actually a benefit show for your mom's house. I guess they need to pay the rent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually uh, kidding. I don't know what exactly uh, they're. Uh, trying to do in the house, maybe fix their front door or something. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. Maybe the pillows need to be fluffed. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, $10 donation is uh, required at the door. Uh, let's see. There's another one. Oh, here it is. On the 15th, Kill Order is going to be playing with Realms of Death, Agony, and Snuff Tape. That is a... Uh, let's see. That's going to be up at Black Lung Society. It's going to be $15, and it will start at 6 p.m. Well, that's when the doors are anyway. So just get there as, uh, as early as you possibly can. Hmm? There you go. All right. <laughs> then on the 16th, Mummy and Heart Museum, who are from New Mexico, Masking and Holbrook Drive going to be playing at the Beehive. I uh, don't know how much that's going to cost, but, you know, it's a beehive show. Expect anywhere from, like, 10 to $15. You'll find out. Uh, the door is going to be at 6.30. Cool. All right, and I think that's all the uh, – yep, those are all the shows that I uh, failed to write down in my notes. Well, back to the music, then. Yes, back to the music. Yeah, let's carry on with episode uh, 350. <laughs> and we're going to do so with a band called Massacrist. Massacrist. I think that's such an awesome name. Massacrist. <laughs> this band is one of uh, Connor Carlson's many projects he's doing outside of Sacrilegion. I've known Connor for quite some time. I've known him for, I'd say, going on, uh, we just passed 10 years. Because I saw him, I met him when he was doing his death metal band, Delusions of Godhood. Okay. Where he was drumming and singing at the same time. I was nice. Like, Jesus, this guy's a fucking. He's a madman. I always find that <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And yeah, he's been doing some other projects since, but Sacrilegion is the one that has uh, stuck. And I've seen Sacrilegion multiple times. I was there at their first show. I fucking played their first show. <laughs> <laughs> that was back in uh, 2021. We were playing with uh, Project Sellout. And 
No, that was it. Project Sellout. Us and Sacrilegion. Nice. <laughs> Anonymous, I should, I should mention. What a mixed bill that was. Fucking death <laughs> metal, fucking metal thrashy hardcore, and then hardcore skate punk. Nice. I'm just like, this is fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, Sacrilegion is uh, Connor's bread and butter, and he's doing a lot of... Uh, he does a lot of the writing himself. He plays the guitar and he sings in that band, but he comes up with a lot of drum parts and everything. So he'll like send riffs out to all the other members in the band and just be like, hey, check this shit out. And then they'll come back and then they'll just kind of put the songs together in uh, his little studio. Cool. Yeah. And then send it off to be uh, produced and uh, mixed and mastered and shit like that. And so, yeah, when he's not doing that, he's doing stuff on his own on his own time, and this is one of those bands he calls Massacrist, and he released an album just last, uh, just in December called Grime Code DCLXV1, which are Roman numerals for, well, let me put it this way, D is actually when you reach 500, so we have 500, C is 100, so now we're at 600, then L is 50, so 650, X, 10, 660 v5 665 one one the i is one so 500 plus 100 plus 50 plus 10 plus 5 plus 1 equals 666 so <laughs> there you go grime code 666 <laughs> and it is a cavalcade of death grind with hints of crust punk in its motions sort of like a few uh if you took power violence and just put all those like stringy atonal death metal riffs in there, like the riffs of power violence and the leads of death metal. That's basically what this is. And there's even a cover of Napalm Death's shortest song ever, You Suffer. Hilarious. <laughs> Aside from that are 17 songs of blast beats, guttural vocals, snippets of groove and slam, and even melody? Holy shit. All uh, individually, not even touching the two-minute mark. And the first one I wanted to do was Tepes Mold. Tepes is actually Romanian for impaler. Okay. And Mold is it's just Mode. <laughs> just Mode. I couldn't see any, uh, any uh, translation from it unless it's in French because Mold means fashion. So I'm like, okay, impaler fashion. Oh, is that the idea of like a, that's the style of said impaler or are you really really that interested in vlad the impaler's wardrobe <laughs> right yeah i digress in impaler mode actually that's that sounds like a that sounds like a setting you have on like a Mortal Kombat <laughs> game. Like impaler mode. <laughs> so maybe that's that'd be pretty funny. Uh, anyway, I digress. Impaler mode has those uh, grinding moments with a very D-beat simulated riff in the verse. And it lays on some melodies in the end, which are, I felt, reminiscent of Gatekeeper's Absence of Light which is the song that closes their Deserted album. Anyway, this is what I mean when I say that they have all of those uh, aforementioned elements. So it's all coming to head in this one that's just a minute and a quarter long, maybe even almost two minutes. 113. Know. Yeah, 113. Okay, so I had it. Okay, here is, here is Impaler Mode.
So yeah, not very long, but a lot has happened in there. Yeah. Mm. So, <clears throat> yeah, and I should I should reassure all you grind fans or all you power violence fans fans or crust punk fans that not every song on this record sounds like that. <laughs> In fact, there is a lot more grind to be had there. <laughs> now, nice. And I had to choose a song that was just straight grind or as much grind as possible that wasn't just 15 seconds because that's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> and that requirement is met by the track Pseudo Necrolatry, which pretty much means pretending to be infatuated with the afterlife and the spirits that inhabit the secular plane beyond mortality. Okay. In other words... You're just pretending to be goth so you can bag the big titty goth girl who just might be as fake as you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just brainstorming here. I, I don't know what Connor actually means in this one because I can't understand the fucking lyrics. Or rather, I can't decipher them. <laughs> it's, yeah. I'm going to so, agree with you. So, yeah, I, I don't know what is uh, going on there. I could be way off the mark. Maybe I'm just looking... Uh, thinking too hard for a song that's only 60 seconds long. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, if you want to uh, verify, Connor, I would love to hear back from you. You never answered my messages. We were supposed to be doing drum tracks, remember? <laughs> uh, he's a busy fucker. He just doesn't answer his messages. He gets so many a days and such high demand. <laughs> Fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> It's a blast happy number that goes for about 60 seconds, like I said, so we can at least enjoy that. So, yeah, here it is. Pseudo-necrolatry. <laughs> One minute. <laughs> One minute. One minute. If anybody was able to decipher those lyrics to give me something of a, I don't know, a sense of, uh, what is it? Enlightenment, I should say, <laughs> as to what this song is actually about. I would sure like to hear it, but pseudo-necrolatry, I had to fucking... <laughs> I just had to come up with my own conclusions on this one. But again, Connor, if you would be ever so kind as to answer a text message every once in a while, maybe you can just comment on the Instagram when we uh, tag your band in it. Right. And anyway, it's a great record. It's, uh, well, not a record. It's not even really released in physical format, nor do I expect it to. Maybe it'll be on tape. I don't know. But it's good to listen to if you're into the grind shit, if you're into the death metal shit, if you're into you know, the crusty stuff. Yeah, it it pulls all the stops on that one, and it just goes full fucking throttle. Nice. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that Mass of Christ is a thing. 
Don't know how long it will be, so this may just be the only fucking release. Connor's <laughs> got a lot on his plate, so... So anyway, that was my uh, that was my little uh, take on it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I said I had another band from Germany. Indeed, I do. From Lobau in Germany, the band East End Chaos, uh, that, that formed in 2015. Well, they released an album at the end of the year, November 10th. Uh, as I said on uh, the last several episodes, I'm going to when I include my albums, they're going to be albums that uh, were releases that I really enjoyed. Maybe weren't like at the very top of my best of list, but still albums I really enjoyed. And I didn't get around to playing on this show yet. Probably played a track once over on Punkanoid Worldwide. I think they're great, so I want to talk about them a little more. We'll listen to some music from them. East End Chaos released End Station Lethargy. They're German. Most of the tracks are in German. I don't know if I'm... I mean, that just looks like End, End Station Lethargy to me. And go check out the album artwork. I don't know if it's specific to End Station, End Station Lethargy, because I don't know exactly what that is. But I did pick a couple tracks that we didn't play over on Punkanoi Worldwide, and we're going to play some of those tracks. The first track in German is... Wenn wir untergehen. Which translates into English as, if we go under. I figured I would save people, <laughs> me, trying to pronounce it in German, and we'll get what uh, Google Translate says, which, I mean, it's not 100%, but if we go under, it's probably close-ish. Then the untergehen. So, it's a cool track. I dig the album. We'll play this one. We'll see what you think. Here is East End Chaos.
I love punk music in German. Even though I don't know what they're saying, it just sounds cool. It sounds extra aggressive. Right? <laughs> I agree. Uh, good track there. I enjoyed that release. That's why I'm featuring it here. Uh, feature, like, I think that one was towards the beginning. It's like track two or track three. And then we're going to play one from the very end. Uh, Naxo Villain Yarin, which Yarin I, I recognize as years or year or, you know, however it's stylized. I could figure out that word. Didn't know the rest. Translates to after so many years. If you want to hear better German than I'm going to produce, here is Google Translate. Nach so vielen Jahren. There you go. <laughs> I'm, uh, not so, I'm not so feeling Yarin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is probably it. Maybe that's what it sounds like when they're singing it, too. Uh, like I said, great stuff. East End Chaos, though. Check them out. They're from 2015. We're going to play this track. Then Eric and I are going to wrap up the show. Uh, here we go with an album that I enjoyed f quite a lot from 2023. So here's that track. Wrap up the album 
and this portion of the show anyway. Yeah, I would say. Some angry germs. Right? <laughs> uh, good stuff. I like East End Cast. Go check out and Station Lethargy. Eric, we're at that time. Let's wrap up the show. What do you got? Uh, what have I got? Yeah, it's another new band. And it's not just a new band. It's a new solo project from nice. a guy whose previous band I mentioned a lot on this show. <laughs> not as much as Terror. <laughs> but that's only because the, this guy's band was not a punk band. Though they have one album that's arguably punk, but I'll talk about that uh, January 6th. The band that I'm talking about is... There's no other way to say it, but Slayer. <laughs> you got to do the horns when you say it, too. Yes. <laughs> it's even gotten to the point where when I write it down, I cannot write it regularly. I have to do it in their logo, the slashing things. The, <laughs> it's like S-L-A-R. Nice. <laughs> Why? Anyway. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, now that I got that out of the way, for those of you who are in the loop with the uh, the uh, current events of metal. Carrie King has a new solo project. And <clears throat> it's just him. Okay. Okay, no, it's not just him. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the name is just Carrie King. He didn't really want it to be, uh, to just be that. He actually wanted it to be... Uh, Slayer Part Deux? Slayer, <laughs> Slayer Continued. <laughs> That's basically what it is. But no, he wanted it to have like a... Uh, the King's Reign. I was like, hmm, that's actually pretty cool. But and, uh, he didn't want to have uh, as much correlation with Slayer than he already does. And so he, they just sort of said, uh, yeah, just call it, but just name it after yourself. Plus, he's li he likes the way that the logo looks. I'm like, yeah, I remember uh, the K with the one reflecting off of each other. There was another band, or shall I say group, that had that exact same logo. That was Cottonmouth Kings. <laughs> that was a, those are one of those juggalo groups. <laughs> God, they were terrible. But I fucking digress. So, so yeah, rising from the ashes of Slayer, King just refuses to accept defeat and is carrying on in his former band's stead to continue writing thrash music to cauterize the still-bleeding wound left in Slayer's absence. So he rallied the troops, as it were, taking in Slayer's late drummer, Paul Bostaff. Along with him, he recruited former Hell Yeah bassist, Carl, uh, not Carl, Kyle Sanders, and the guitarist for Machine Head, also former guitarist of Violence, Phil Demel, and vocalist Mark Asojuda. I don't know how to fucking name, pronounce his last name. I don't either. <laughs> anyway, from their, from their Bay Area cohorts, Death Angel. Cool. So together, they set out to create music that, as King has stated, will pick up where Slayer left off. And it does exactly that. The single Idle Hands, slated to be released on their forthcoming debut from Hell I Rise. Not self-indulgent at all. <laughs> Sounds very much like an unreleased track from the album Repentless. Fitting, as King has also gone on record to say that some songs on this record were written with the intent to be released in Repentless, but didn't make the cut. The title track is one of them. He even says, like, uh, uh, that song, he wrote it to be put in Repentless, but he was like, oh, you know what, it's not ready. I'll just have to go back and fix it up. Okay. Rewrite it some more. And 
He just put it in his back pocket, said, I'll save it for the next Slayer album. There wasn't. So, <laughs> so now it's here. Uh, but yeah, we'll have to wait for that one. For now, Idle Hands, it comes blasting out of the gate with the familiar playing style from Slayer's guitarist. Open note tremolos with a tail added on at the end of each measure. Sinister leads seeping in between and chaotic guitar solos. And Mark's vocals emulate Tom Araya's screams from time to time. So yeah, this certainly sounds enough like a Slayer song to ease the fans into this new project. So, yeah, with that said, here is Idle Hands, Slayer Continued. <laughs> Retaliate! I can't believe 
yeah, sounds enough like Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Actually, it sounds pretty damn identical to Slayer, but <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? It's Kerry King. He's been <clears throat> he was writing that way with Slayer for 40 years. And he was half of the writing team. It was him and Jeff who were like spearheading all of the all of the fucking songs. Right. So of course it's gonna sound similar. But is the rest of the album gonna sound that way? Is it just gonna be uh in a is it just gonna be fan service or is he gonna like uh is he gonna pull the stops in a few areas? And he did say that some of the that some of the tracks on there are leaning a bit more into the punk realm and some are like old school metal and one is just like a straight crossover banger. And I was like, okay, so he's got some ideas. Cool. Yeah. And and yeah, as far as lyrics go, Gary uh, King has only written about two things, religion and government, and he hates both of them <laughs> so much, so much. So, yeah, you can kind of expect that, but hopefully it doesn't get as like a uh, hopefully it doesn't get as edgy as the likes of uh I don't know, cult or disciple or or <laughs> repentless. Those songs just sound so they sound so corny. It's like they were written on the in the notebook of that weird edgy kid you knew in high school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kerry King himself is kind of an edge lord. What with God hates us all, written on tattooed on his forearm, and he's. It's just the way he presents himself, you know, the big old bushy beard just going right down, and he's wearing, like, a pentagram shirt out in public. Uh, the guy's, like, 60 years old. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, whatever. He's the guitarist of the biggest metal band. Not the biggest, but the most brutal metal band on the planet. So, yeah, he can do what he wants. <laughs> right. <laughs> then he was pretty much the face of the band. No one ever really did a... Uh, no one ever really did press or did, went out of their way to be interviewed or anything like that. Jeff Hanneman and Tom Mariah, they were kind of recluses. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame them. Some people are just that way. Yeah. So Kerry was just like, a, okay, I guess it's me. <laughs> so that's why you see his name come up and uh, see his face and all that shit. But anyway, uh, yeah, as far as, this, uh, as far as this album goes, we'll just... Uh, We'll just have to wait until the rest of it comes out to see what else uh, the king and all of his men have in store for us. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that album from <laughs> from Hell I Rise is still making me laugh. That's see Edge Lord from Hell I Rise coming out May seventeenth this year. So all you fucking metalheads and thrashers, myself included, just be waiting for that. Um, I mean, it's off on a good start. Right, it's got a good start. Um, but. Now we're not talking about starts. We're going to be talking about endings, are we not? Indeed we are. Uh, unfortunately, as I was talking about at the top of the show, uh, Toby Keith passed away. It's so sad. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> maybe the Toby who? <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, the guy. He'll, there are plenty of red Solo cups for him to drink from in the other side. Maybe. Right? <laughs> yes. Now we're here to talk about uh, Wayne Kramer, make a little light of it. It kind of sucks that, you know, when you're discussing these things. And we're just at that time frame. I mean, it's not that there's been any different time frame. I mean, back in the 80s when most of the people doing these bands weren't 70, 80 years old, right? Because the music was new. Well, a lot of them were dying from drugs and suicide and yeah. alcohol and shit like that. So it's always been a thing, but we're now getting to that era where a lot of these guys are 
70s, 80s and such. You know, they're getting into those ages. And good for them. You know, there's a lot of people that die of cancer at much earlier ages. So uh, it sucks to go out in that fashion. That's definitely not a way I, I prefer. <laughs> I hope yeah. that's not my ending. Uh, it sounds uncomfortable. I've known some people that have, and it didn't look good to go out, uh, you know, with any form of cancer, really. But uh, Wayne Kramer, he had pancreatic cancer, passed away on February 2nd, so just less than a week ago. And I want to pay a little tribute, you know, the MC5 are one of those bands that, you know, they, they talk about when punk started, when, when there were first punk bands, but there were bands before the first punk bands that kind of inspired, and they were kind of doing something that was like it. it you know, they, they get the titles of proto-punk or whatever, but... MC5 with Kick Out the Jams. It's one of those synonymous tracks. And we're not going to play that one here. I already played that one on a previous <laughs> Everyone episode. Everyone of their dog has heard that song. Exactly. How many people have covered it, too? Exactly. It's a great track. And when I was doing an episode talking about the origins of punk, we played it there. We talked about that there. Well, the band, the MC5, uh, they're known for Detroit, but I think the band was based out of Ann Arbor. But either way, it's in Michigan. And uh, Detroit band, they're known for... Uh, what the band is known for is being an anti-establishment band, and their stance on anti-establishment, some people believe, stymied their widespread popularity. They were a cool band. They had great sounds. If you don't know anything besides Kick Out the Jams, well, you're in luck. We're going to play something here. <laughs> Kick Out the Jams, I believe, came out in 1969. Well, in 1970, they put out a release called Back in the USA, and we are going to be playing a track from it. Uh, I, I think it's fitting for an anti-establishment band. We are going to play the track The American Ruse. Again, this came out in 1970, so what, 54 years ago approximately. So uh, great stuff. MC5, this one goes out to Wayne Kramer. Trying to be free, they never let you They said it's easy, nothing to it And now the army's out to get you 69 American terminal stasis The air's so thick it's like a drowning in molasses I'm sick and tired of paying these dues And I'm finally getting hit for the American Bruce I'm say the Pledge of Allegiance Before they beat me bloody down at the station they haven't got a word out of me since I got a billion years probation 69 American terminal stasis The air's so thick it's like drowning in molasses I'm sick and tired of paying these dues And I'm sick to my guts of the American ruse
crazy that mc50 they were here a few years ago it was basically the surviving members of mc5 i remember that yeah fuck am i regretting not going to that now me too me too shit i mean yeah it won't be it won't be mc5 you know the but just uh it's sort of like uh you know how steve ignorant does all the crass songs or how flag plays the black flag songs right it's, uh, you know, the guys are there, you know, it's the same idea and arguably the same energy, but you're not going to get the same as what they had back in, uh, back in their day. Right. Absolutely. Well, without Wayne Kramer, I don't know that you're going to get much of anything with MC5. So anybody that was fortunate enough to see him, yeah. lucky you, uh, great stuff. And the great thing about music and recording stuff is it's like it's a, it's a time capsule. As long as there's people here on the planet, there's those kind of things that people will be able to come across no matter if they'll get to see it performed live by the original artists anyway or not. Yeah. Yeah, and right now it's like, uh, see the mother uh, still alive. That's what I feel when I'm uh, seeing the dead boys. Right. You know, I managed to see them, even though the only surviving member is, member is their guitarist. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird times we live in, folks. Weird times. <laughs> well, that it goes out to Wayne Kramer. Great band. We're going to wrap up the show. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, listening all the way up to this point. You found us, but you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Podchaser, Verbal, and slcpunkcast.com. The bands are found on Instagram at Jigsaw Youth Band, at the left, right, lefts. At Proud House of Schmucks, plus the label at Proud House Records. At Terror Hardcore, at Massachrist SLC. At East End Chaos underscore Street Punk. At Kerry King Music and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where are you found? I am found. <laughs> I, you are I found. found. I just found him. <laughs> you found me. Yeah. But if you lose me again, you can find me on scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. That is my Instagram. And if you want to find my bands, they are on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official and at theapathetics.slc. We are both on Facebook at anonymous SLC and at theapathetics. And we're both on Bandcamp at anonymousslc.bandcamp.com and theapathetics.bandcamp.com. My other podcast, Lead Melodies, is on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And you can stream the episodes on anchor.fm. And there's also the SLC Hardcore Pod... Not podcast. Uh, maybe in the future. But SLC <laughs> Hardcore Facebook page where I post uh, the flyers for any shows that are up and coming. So in case you missed them here, they're on there. Excellent. The bands are found on Facebook at Jigsaw Youth Band, at the Left Right Lefts, Proud House of Schmucks, Proud House Records, at Terror Hardcore, at Masso Christ SLC, at East End Chaos. The show is at SLC Punkcast. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for listening all the way up to this point. Again, we have a bonus episode coming out. Uh, we'll be playing some music from the Apathetics, their release, talking about them, uh, playing some other bands that they're going to be playing with that Eric mentioned coming up. 
and it is uh, it's going to be its own bonus episode. It's about an hour and a half of conversation plus music, and it's cool conversation. If you like to hear punk bands and talking about punk things, and you want to check out Eric's band that he is one of his bands anyway, then tune into that. It'll be coming out for the weekend. The show that uh, he was talking about they'll be playing will be next week. Yep. It's yet yeah, Saturday, the 17th. Right. I've invited a ton of people out to that one. Maybe I should make an event page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I do want to uh, uh, plug as well is I was interviewed sort of on another podcast led by my friend Chris Schmid. We'll probably, you probably know him as uh, Chris Prick or Chris the Bouncer at Aces. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris, uh, he runs this uh, podcast called Prickaganda. And he did it back when, uh, back in like the 2000s when he was in, uh, uh, when he lived in his hometown of New Orleans. And he decided to uh, bring it back this year. And with the, with the goal of like uh, just interviewing people who are in bands or are promoters or, you know, book shows or just simply work in the, work in the bars that house such a, uh, such concerts, the biggest of which being Aces. He's interviewed the staff at Aces in his first episodes. Cool. And he interviewed me and my friend Bean Cat, who is also a promoter. She uh, functions out of Yalt Entertainment, and she's brought a lot of uh, really killer bands, set up a lot of awesome shows. She's helping to set up GVC this year. Cool. Yep. So, so what does uh, Chris do? Well, he brings us onto the show. He asks us what our favorite bands are and whatnot, all the standard questions, and we just sit there and we just talk shit. Nice. <laughs> and we cover a lot. We covered a lot of ground on this one between me and Bean Cat. We were talking about a lot of different bands from different genres and different subgenres. And what he does, he goes through every band that we mention and he plays one song from each of them. Wow. So that is a lot. That is the majority of that episode of, of his episodes is music. And then it's just uh, wedged in with like uh, little conversations cool. that we're having. Most of them is just shit talking. But, <laughs> oh, but God, it's funny. It's literally just us hanging out talking about music and just getting excited about it and stuff like that. And it's fun. It's not as uh, structured as what we have here. But awesome. if you want to check it out, if you want to check it out, you can find it on Prickaganda. That's what the podcast is called. Prickaganda. Uh, fucking... Yeah, PrickagandaSLC.com. And you can find it on his Instagram, Prickaganda underscore SLCC. And if you want to be on an episode, well, you have to live in Salt Lake City first. <laughs> but just hit him up through there. He'll, uh, he'll be happy to have you, I'm sure. I was happy to be there. So check that shit out. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro. 